welcome to episode four of the Hello Church podcast. And Justin, we're talking about an extremely important topic today. Uh, It's something that I think pastors are like, oh, I know about it. I know the importance of it, but we don't always do it. And that's that's delegation. And, and, And it goes back to the question of why is it important for a leader to delegate? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we're hitting the summertime. And this is usually a season where pastors kind of stop, take some time off, reflect on their life, have an existential crisis or two, and try to figure out what they can do to make this next season, uh, I don't know, maybe less stressful, maybe more productive. Because churches tend to operate kind of like on the school schedule, you know, from September, you know, through through May. And so this is a great time where pastors kind of gear up for that. And I think this is the best time to start thinking about delegation as you're reflecting on what your life has been like for, you know, the last 10 months. So at Ministry Pass, we just celebrated, you know, we've been in, uh, helping pastors and churches for a little over five years and we just celebrated our two millionth download yes it's wild it's crazy right two million downloads across the world but if i want to back up to to two months before we launched ministry pass it was a saturday morning and we're talking about the importance you know the why behind it's important for leaders to delegate and to delegate effectively Uh, two months before we launched ministry pass it's a saturday morning my wife and i or, you know, we were in that season. Have you, you know, have you been in this season with, you know, Priscilla and you were your garage sale hopping just for kicks and giggles? Yeah, like, you're right? just like, let's go, let's go check out the garage sale. Yeah, you, you start smelling a deal and so yeah. you start trying to find deals everywhere. Yeah, no, I get it. We were only in that season for like, you know, a month or two. Just, uh-huh. you know, it's just fun to go explore. We didn't have any kids at the time. And there was a house that, you know, they had a garage sale a few blocks away from my house, like two blocks away. So it's in my neighborhood. So we roll up and they have this really large antique looking door that was from some old barn. And of course, my wife immediately wants to stop. She wants to look at it. And so I'm just kind of like poking around and looking at, you know, the stuff. And I see this bin of, uh, it's a plastic bin. It's got all these books. And I start looking at the books because I'm always curious, like, what do people read, right? And I look and I see there's an N.T. Wright book. There's some commentaries. Mm -hmm. And then I see probably a dozen Bibles. Mm -hmm. And uh, I start talking to the homeowner, the gentleman there. I said, hey, um, did you go to Bible school or something? Because these these are all Bible commentaries. And and he said, yeah, I, I did, actually. And come to find out, he actually went to the same seminary that you and I went to. Yeah, small Bible university near Dallas, which yeah. is kind of wild. And so I start to, I th- my mind is blown, right? And I'm like, well, that's amazing. So are you guys, are, are you guys on staff at a church here in the area? And he said, no, 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 I'm, I'm not on staff. Uh, I'm not a pastor anymore. I said, oh, okay. You know, I felt like I, I backed into that too quickly. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, are you guys involved in the church? Like, what church are y'all going to? And he said, we, we don't go to church. I have, we haven't gone to church in you know, over a decade. And I immediately realized, okay, something, something darker has happened here. And so I just said, hey, so what happened? And he said, you know, he went to the same seminary that uh, you and I went to. And he was all gung-ho. He went straight into vo- full-time vocational ministry. 
and he worked in in, a, in an environment at a church. And he just said it was really hard, and it was really tough, and mm-hmm. he, he just got really, really burned out. Now, I know, fast forward 15, 20 years, I don't know what has happened in that time period, but the genesis of those steps was him burning out. And now he's lived a life, and his children have lived lives not being around God's word. He's, in fact, he's selling. He's a he's an ex pastor, and he's selling his Bibles. And I have to be honest, I went home and I wept. I, I mourned. We, we were we were getting ready to launch this resource for pastors, mm-hmm. and I met this pastor who went to the same college as us, and he's selling his Bibles and has had nothing to do with with God or church in over a decade. Mm-hmm. And you know, when, when we ask, you know, why should a pastor delegate? I think it's important that. You know, we've seen studies that that show that half of all pastors are discouraged currently, or the, or they're burnout, and we have to ask why. And, and I think one of the reasons why is perhaps that we've been not great leaders. I know at Ministry Pass, uh, you know, fast forward to a few years ago, we were doing better than we'd ever done. We were growing. We were helping more churches, and we we were just excited about what we were doing. But I was just so tired and worn out. And I was meeting with a, a business coach, and he just said, you're doing too much. You've got your hands in too many things, right? And as a, as a pastor, as a church leader, I'm sure you can relate to that, where you're feeling like you, you know, you're involved in way too, you know, too much at the church, and how do you let go? And, and he did something that I felt was really helpful for me that day, and hopefully this conversation is helpful for you. And so what he did is he said, I want you to write down everything that you do at your church or at your business, excuse me, for us. And for pastors, it would be for you at your church. And he said, write down every single thing. If, it's, if, if, if you've got to meet, be at this Tuesday morning meeting every week, write that down. Mm-hmm. If you've got to send these emails, write that down. And I had a list of like over 50-something things that I wrote down. And then he said, and I'll let you hop in because I've been uh, uh, pacing away here. But he, he said, uh, classify each one of those items in three separate categories classify them as ten dollar an hour tasks which we would consider what like an administrative task mm-hmm. scheduling something um maybe tweeting something yeah. like if it's from you know someone's got to do it from the church and, and you're doing whatever the case may be ten dollar an hour task a hundred dollar an hour task would be uh something that a specific skill set is required so for me i was a designer I designed early on at Ministry Pass, and as we grew, the need for me to design, you know, was less and less. And so, mm-hmm. uh, that is not just not anybody can design. So that was a, more of like a hundred dollar an hour task. And then he said, "Do a thousand dollar an hour task." And what he meant by that was, the thing that only you can do as the leader, the thing that only you can do as a pastor, the thirty thousand foot vision setting Mm -hmm. that you've got to do the dreaming seeing what god has for your church and for your community those big things that really lay on your shoulders and your shoulders alone so classify your time in all those ways and then is as fast as you can right find 10 things pastors that you should immediately delegate in that ten dollar an hour task list Mm -hmm. and uh, and I, i think that's great because you start to identify what, like you said, what only you can do. And that's, hey, if you're preaching on a Sunday morning, maybe you're going to preach uh, 40 times a year or 35 times a year. You've got to be 
the main voice in your church. So that's something that, that you have to do. And you can get help with sermon prep, but ultimately you're going to write your messages. Um, certain counseling sessions, uh, only you can do them. Sure. And, and maybe you can delegate some of them off, but there comes a point when, hey, if you're going to go to someone's deathbed or if you're going to preach a funeral or a wedding, you've got to do that. Uh, but posting on social media or editing videos or even graphics, and that's one of the things I love about Ministry passes. It's like, hey, pastors, don't do your graphics anymore. Like, let us do that for you, and then let us help you with, with research. And it, it's just so important. And if we're thinking, too, about, about the why, I, I think about the Ten Commandments. And what's the one Ten Commandment uh, that I think pastors break the most? You know, some people might be a little bit more jaded and say, well, you know, I know pastors get into extramarital affairs and this. I, I think that the one that pastors really break the most, the one that I've probably broken the most, is a Sabbath. That's a commandment. It's up there. It's important. It's one of the 10 important commands, you know, God gave. Um, what does Sabbathing mean? It means that we realize we are not the kings of the universe, and that if we stop and if we rest, life will go on. And there's a trust there. So if we say, hey, I'm going to take one day a week and I'm going to rest, or one evening a week, whatever it is, I'm going to take a period of Sabbath. We're saying God is in control. And so I would just encourage pastors, um, you need that time because what it does is it pushes you to understand where your faith is and what your role is in the church, that the Christian faith has been around for a long time and it's going to be around after we're all gone. And realize your place and to put it in the hands of God. Even Jesus took time to get away and pray. And so when we think about pastors, uh, it's to help them learn to reinforce their faith. It's also going to help them with their family. It's going to help them with their health. You know, Justin, we were interviewing an intern and he's a pastor's kid, and I won't share his name, but he was talking about how his dad was a pastor for many years, and he passed away at a young age from a heart attack. And he said, you know, my family has generally considered uh, the result of that heart attack to be just kind of overwork at the church. Mm-hmm. And don't know anything about his situation, but I, I hate to hear that, and I, I want pastors to do everything they can. I know sometimes it's hard to delegate, but if we can, it's really important to do that. And I like what you're saying is automatically take those $10 an hour uh, tasks and push those. And so if you're a pastor, write down what your tasks are. Write down some of those $10 an hour tasks. You'd be surprised at how many things that you do mm-hmm. that you shouldn't do. I had yeah. like over 30 something things that were the $10 an hour tasks that my coach was like, you need to stop doing these. Like in the next two weeks, you need to be not doing any of these. Yeah. And, and when you really like peel back the onion layers on this issue, I wonder, and I had to ask myself this question, was I a lazy leader disguised as a hard worker? That's good. And, and, and was that the reason that yeah, I was this sort of Martha mentality, right? Where I'm working, 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 working. All it is work, 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 right? Mm. And but I was not being a great leader for my team. Yeah. I was not empowering them. I was not enabling them. I was, uh, my dad said, uh, what did my dad always tell us growing up? He always used to say, stop being so self-important. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, as a leader, the, <laughs> as, especially as a young leader, uh, this ten, you have this tendency to feel like if you're not involved, it's not, it's not going to be, it's mm-hmm. not going to be acceptable. Yeah, and maybe if you're not involved, it won't be where it sh- where you want it to be. Yeah, but eighty percent 
letting somebody else doing it is a lot better than 100% of you doing 35 things. Yeah, and you're also going to find that there are some things that you give away that are going to be done much better. Totally. Right? Pastors, if you're trying to do graphic design and you're trying to preach, like you're going to find somebody... I assure you that can do graphic design better than you somewhere, even if you have to pay them. Uh, and then the other thing I think you're going to find is that you look at these $10 an hour stuff, and usually when I put those things on my schedule, I say, oh, I don't really enjoy doing those. No. You're going to find people who do enjoy doing that for you. They want to help contribute. They want to help. They like to post the church videos on social media. They like to put together spreadsheets. People, I am not an Excel wizard, but there are some people who can do just Almost Excel is their love language. Inhuman things with Microsoft Excel, and they can they can do this for you. And you bring joy to them. You allow them to use your gift, their gifts, and you free up your time so you can spend more time in sermon prep and spend more time with your people doing those. What you say is a thousand dollar an hour items, and I I wish pastors were getting a thousand dollars an hour for that. But those things that are very important. And remember, as you go through this process, there will be a temptation for you to pull those things back. And mm-hmm. remember this: speed is the enemy of delegation, because it's so much easier, right, to just do it yourself. If you're trying to delegate a task and they're just not getting it or they're learning mm-hmm. a little bit slower, it's like, oh, let me just take it back over. I can just do it myself. It's less headache. It actually requires more work initially for you to slow down and cultivate. Don't choose convenience over cultivating another leader, developing them. Allow them to bring more balance to your life. Allow yourself to let go of things so that the organization as a whole can rise to the next level. It may feel messy at first, but when you look back, I can tell you this, I look back to uh, at that uh, session with my business coach two years ago, and that really changed me as a leader. That changed me as a you know as a as a husband as a family man as a father because I was able to let go and not be I can tell you this I'm I'm less stressed today than I've ever been in my life Mm -hmm. and I believe a lot of it has to do with classifying my time identifying and realizing wow I'm doing so many things that I shouldn't Hmm. and and being able to let those go was it perfect no I you know there was this like give and take and Mm -hmm. give it back and then okay you can have it for real um, there's a process of sort of, you know, six months of getting to that point. But I can tell you within, within about six to eight months, I no longer did any $10 an hour task. I did get rid of about half of them within two weeks. And then you just got to find people and develop people and teach people and train them. Mm-hmm. But I am so, I'm so thankful that my coach was able to help walk me through that during that time. And let's just spend a few minutes talking about, I think something that is important to delegate, but it's very difficult, and that's preaching. Now, when I say delegate, I don't mean you're going to give the role of a preacher to someone else. Uh, I, I think in almost every context, there probably are exceptions. As a lead pastor, you're going to be preaching the most sermons. You're going to preach a majority sure. of the year. Um, but I do think it's important to bring those elders on board, to even bring your youth pastor, perhaps children's pastor, uh, maybe a Bible professor in your congregation, people into the fold, because we need to offer our people kind of a variety of uh, individuals who can speak from their perspective. And so... As a, as a young pastor, you know, if I, I'm, I'm a teaching pastor in my church. If I was the lead pastor, I'd feel very uncomfortable being the only person speaking about marriage because I've only been married for 10 years. Uh, whereas if I could find an older pastor 
Who has that experience? I need to be able to give that away. So I think we do need to get, delegate some of that time. And the number one key, the best piece of advice, if I had to just throw it out there real quick, is if you plan ahead, it's easier to delegate. Because then you can look and say, hey, this is the series we're in three months from now. Yep. Hey, youth pastor, I think you could really speak to this. Here's here's the Bible text and, and go with it. Or we're preaching through a marriage series, we need to get a couple people involved or we need to add some guest speakers. I think that's important. And, you know, if there are 52 Sundays in a year, 53 Sundays, depending on the year, if you can cut down some of that, I think it could be super helpful for you, for your preaching ministry, because it's going to give you more time to study, but also helpful for your people. Well, just think about how much time it takes to prepare a sermon, right? We've talked about this Mm -hmm. um, all the time that it t- you know, pastors spend on average 10 and a half hours every week uh, writing a message on a particular topic. Let's say you're going to write a message on marriage. It's it's almost like the, equil- uh, the equivalent of a, a college term paper. Yeah. And if you're a pastor and you're preaching 40 times, 45 times, you would be surprised how many pastors speak 50 times, over 50 times a year. And that does not include in our surveys uh, a midweek service or a Sunday mm. evening service, which some churches still do. That's just you know the Sunday morning service. You're literally preparing and putting together and researching and rehearsing and praying through the equivalent of like 40 to 50 college term papers in addition to all of your other responsibilities. Mm-hmm. The, the, the stress and the, the burden that um, that brings, it cannot be ignored. Um, it, name anyone in any other part of society that is writing 40 college term papers and carrying on full-time responsibilities. It's, it's just not there. Yeah. They, they don't exist except in the church world with pastors. So do, are we saying you need to like preach 10 times a year? No, of course not. But, but maybe if you're, if you're preaching 45 times a year, maybe you preach 35 times this next year and you pull in some other voices, maybe some other pastors, maybe you have a few guest speakers, maybe you have your youth leader, your children's leader, maybe the wise sage in your congregation. Maybe they don't want to carry the sermon by themselves, but perhaps you could interview them. Yeah, and, and so you're not necessarily having to carry the burden of the sermon by yourself. You're sharing it with somebody. And I think that's really going to help. So delegate part of that preaching burden so that you can improve as a speaker, but also, again, add a healthy balance for ministry and your personal life. And I think you're yeah. going to look back on this see, uh, you know, once you work through this, and you're going to be so thankful and grateful that you just put in the work to to let go of some of these things and your organization is going I can tell you this ministry pass is so much better we, we are a much better organization because I was able to let go of a bunch of things yeah and like I mentioned when you delegate and you learn to rest you acknowledge God and you acknowledge your place in in this spiritual cosmos right uh, I think also when people see you delegating and they even see other voices on the platform on Sunday morning. You're communicating something, not just through your words, but with your actions, and that's this. It's, hey, it's not just about me. It's not, this ministry, this church is not just about me. Um, we're based on, on the person of Jesus, and we find our authority in God's word, and, and I, I think we do that. So, I, Justin, I would like to do something kind of fun. Uh, for people who watch this on YouTube, I'd love for individuals to... Maybe leave us a comment and just say, hey, 
here's what I need to delegate or what I'm going to delegate or what I just have delegated as a result of listening to this podcast. Uh, Or if you're listening through Spotify or iTunes, maybe just tweeting us at Ministry Pass and just saying, hey, this is... This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to commit to this. And, and we're gonna, you're going to do it in public, and uh, you're going to say it in front of everybody. Say, hey, I'm going to delegate this. And hopefully that will help us be accountable and, and really kind of push us to, to rest more, uh, to acknowledge the ministry is not just about us, and hopefully help create a healthy local church, a healthier local church, and a healthy work environments. Yeah, I would love to see that list, and I think it would be a great exercise for you to do what I did. Classify your time, $10 an hour, $100 an hour, and $1,000 an hour tasks, and then let us know what are the $10 an hour tasks that you are delegating Mm -hmm. and letting go of. You're going to love it once you let it go. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Hello Church. Uh, This is a great conversation. I had a Mm -hmm. a lot of fun. If you like today's episode and you want to continue to hear more, make sure if you're watching on YouTube that you subscribe to our channel so you get those and turn on your notifications. If you prefer podcasts, mm-hmm. I, I listen to Spotify. You're an Apple guy. But yeah, so. I do Apple iTunes. You can pull us up on there. You can make our voices really fast or really slow depending on uh, whatever you want to listen to. Uh, just go to Spotify and search Hello Church. You can also go to iTunes, search Hello Church, subscribe. And then also, if you can, leave us a review. Even uh, give us a rating. That's helpful as we get the word out. And, and hopefully as we uh, equip, or at least help equip, uh, more pastors just like you. Yeah. See you next time.